You are a Locked On Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. Hello and welcome into the Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. Grant McCauley with you after yet another late night out west and another good night for the Atlanta Braves. A 3-1 win over the Colorado Rockies, which means another series victory on this trip that makes two of those and a chance for a sweep of not just this three-game set in Colorado, but a sweep of the Rockies in the season series if the Braves can win on Wednesday. But we got all kinds of things to talk about from Tuesday's game as the Braves got great pitching. They got just enough timely hitting, though they did have plenty of opportunities they weren't able to cash in on in this game, but they were able to pick up the victory. Before we get started on today's episode, I want to remind you, as always, to subscribe to Lockdown Sports Atlanta and make sure you click that bell. Get notified every time we drop a new episode. Leave us a like, a comment, share the show with a friend. We appreciate all of that. It helps the show grow. And make sure you subscribe to Lockdown Braves wherever you get your podcast. Uh, Braves, I think, you know, really the focus has been for the last couple of weeks. It's always on the offense because the offense is so darn good. But the starting pitching has really turned the corner. And if you want a case in point, maybe exhibit A, of the things that you wanted slash needed to see from the Braves rotation, somebody had to be the guy that stepped up behind the return of Max Fried. And of course, what Spencer Strider has done, as you keep your eyes towards October, there's one guy on this roster that has probably or possibly one of the best postseason resumes in baseball, and it's Charlie Morton. And he has been pitching extremely well, maybe the best that he has thrown in a Braves uniform, or at least the best since 2021. He continued that on Tuesday night at Coors Field. Let's jump inside the line score and the box score of game number 131 for the Braves, who are now 41 games over 500, 86 and 45 on the year, three runs, 15 hits. That is not a typo. Lots of opportunities, 12 men left on base, as you might imagine. No errors for the Braves in this one. Rockies 49 and 83, a run on just three hits, one error. They left five men on base. Charlie Morton won his fourth consecutive start. He improves to 14 and 10 on the season. Peter Lambert takes a loss for Colorado. He's three and five. Bryce Iglesias continued his role. Save number 26 was locked down for him. Two hours, 36 minutes, crowd of 25,244 paid to see it, and they all remained in the stands on this night, which I guess is also another one in the win column for the Braves and for Ronald Acuna Jr., who had an interesting night as well. But let's start out with what Charlie Morton was able to do. Six innings of three-hit ball, only one earned run allowed, two walks, eight strikeouts, just a continuation of what he has done of late. You remember that five-inning, seven-walk start against the New York Mets? It felt like, even though it was one of the strangest line scores you'll ever see, that maybe Charlie Morton was starting to figure a few things out, particularly with the usage of his curveball and, of course, the fastball command that everything feeds off of. He comes out and fires a great game at the New York Yankees, follows that up with another great start against the New York Mets for the second time that he had seen them in a very short period of time. And now he goes out to Coors Field, which has historically not been a fun place to pitch, Six innings of one-run ball. Just not many guys are able to go out there and do that in Colorado. So a very good start for Charlie. Eight more strikeouts for him. How about the last 25 innings now for Morton? Just one earned run allowed. It did come on Tuesday night, but he was able to keep the Rockies' bats under wraps. He was destined to give up another run at some point this season. But the way he's been pitching lately has to give you that faith to go back to what I was saying about what this postseason rotation could look like for this club which is bound for the postseason and continues to rip days off the calendar to close out the National League East and, of course, holding on to the best record in baseball and home field advantage throughout the playoffs, despite the fact that the L.A. Dodgers have been red hot as well. And the Braves have been able to do just enough winning and 
keep the Dodgers at an arm's distance at least until we head into L.A. to close out this road trip, and that'll be another story for another time. With that 25 innings of one-run ball for Charlie Morton the last four starts, his ERA has dropped from 386 to 329 all of a sudden on the season. As I mentioned, up to 14 wins. He's piling up the strikeouts as well. This has actually turned into a pretty solid season for Charlie Morton. If you were to just take, I guess they call it a blind taste test, way back in spring training, if you're going to be rolling into September, and I were to tell you that Charlie Morton's going to be a 14-game winner, he's going to be piling up his strikeouts the way that he always does, and that he is going to be sitting on a 329 ERA, I think most people would be pretty happy with all of that. But when you consider what has gone on in the Braves rotation this year, basically nothing has exactly gone to script, except maybe what Spencer Strider has done. And, you know, he has been able to really help with, along with Charlie Morton and along with Bryce Elder, who started game one against Colorado. Those are the guys that have held this rotation together to get Max Fried back and hopefully to get Kyle Wright back in the not-too-distant future. But a nice outing for Charlie Morton. And the bullpen was really able to back him up. And I wanted to you know, circle a couple of names here in particular. And, and Pierce Johnson, a former Colorado Rocky, brought over at the trade deadline. A lot of folks said, okay, well, is this it? Is this all we're getting? Well, you got a couple of Rockies relievers. You got Pierce Johnson, you got Brad Hand. But Johnson was the guy that came over first. And he has been the guy that has really helped out this bullpen to kind of stabilize and get just that much better right around the time that you really needed the bullpen to do some heavy lifting with your starting rotation, not quite able to do what it needs to do. Johnson with another inning of scoreless ball, two strikeouts for him. He has an 064 ERA, one earned run in 14 innings with Atlanta. A lot of swing and miss for him. That's something that you always want to get out of the relievers that you are adding to that bullpen. The curveball has been a dynamic pitch for him. I'm sure it is able to function a little bit better outside of Coors Field, though it looks pretty darn good on Tuesday night against the Rockies in his old home ballpark. And he's just been able to be everything the Braves needed him to be and more thus far to make this bullpen a little bit better. A.J. Minter, healthy, back off the injured list. Another scoreless inning for him. And Rysel Iglesias, 18th straight scoreless outing as he locked down his 26th save of the year. Those guys pitching extremely well here of late. And you start to get the idea, along with Joe Jimenez, of what this bullpen is going to look like in the high leverage situations as the Braves close out the season and have their eyes on October, what their bullpen and what their pitching staff and their roster is going to look like. These are the guys I think you're going to be leaning on to get the big outs in the big series when you need them the most. On the offensive side, how about Marcelo Zuna? He has been a name that we have called time and time again, particularly since the month of August has rolled around. He had cooled off after the All-Star break, and in the month of July, pretty forgettable two- or three-week stretch for him at the very least, and maybe a little bit longer than that. But once we got into the month of August, Ozuna has now hit safely in 24 of his last 25 games, went two for four, and clubbed his 30th home run of the year, he is the third Braves player to reach the 30-home run plateau, joining Matt Olson with his 43, Austin Riley with 31. Ronald Acuna Jr. came about as close as you can get with a fly ball to center field that I'll talk about in just a moment that, that was just short of home run number 30, but he's got 29. Ozzie Albies has got 28. You could have, by the end of this road trip, five Braves players with 30 or more home runs. That is something you don't see too often and in this Braves franchise's history. This would be just some more home run history for this group. But Ozuna, home run number 30. Again, it hits in 24 out of his last 25 games, two more of them tonight. He's batting 391 in that 25-game stretch with eight home runs, 24 runs knocked in, 22 runs scored, and you can also throw in 11 walks. So this guy has been an on-base machine for basically the last month, and he could have a pretty good claim 
for player of the month in the month of August if Mookie Betts wasn't doing what he's doing out in L.A. because I'm pretty sure that award is probably going to go to Mr. Betts. Putting all of that talk aside, though, Marcel, if you go back to the 1st of May, batting 297 over that stretch. Obviously, he's turned on the power, 28 home runs since then as well, and he's been able to knock in some key runs, be parts of some important rallies for the Braves, and it's not just home runs for this guy. He has been really putting together great plate appearances, getting on base, getting timely hits, and has become a just standout player in the middle of this Braves lineup. And again, if you go back to April and you were to tell a whole bunch of people that Marcel was going to be celebrating his 30th home run of the year in a Braves win in late August, people might have wondered exactly who in the world you were talking about because he just didn't look like that player. But a lot has changed since the month of April. And for Marcel Ozuna, it's changed in a very good way. How about Ronald Acuna Jr.? Let's talk about him. Two for five, couple of infield hits in this one. Just missed his 30th home run of the season in the fourth inning. 107 miles an hour off the bat, 32-degree launch angle. It went 409 feet. Would have been a home run in 28 out of the 30 ballparks, but Coors Field was one of them. It was not. As he was flying out to center field with the back against the wall, the Rocky center fielder Doyle dragged it in, and Ronald was just short of that 30th home run. But the way he's been swinging the bat lately and with another crack at it at Coors Field, on Wednesday, very possible he still gets there in this series. He's hitting the ball extremely well. He's been lifting the ball just a little bit. So it's nice to see that if those aren't going to fall in for him or go over the wall for him, maybe a couple of infield hits for Ronald, who continues to run the bases pretty well. Already stole his 60th and 61st bases in the opener of this series and continues to just be the guy that has staked a claim on the MVP award and still has a very good and very legitimate claim heading into a big showdown with a couple of the other guys that are looking to do just that and win that MVP award in Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman. But if you're asked all three of them, they'd like to do most of their winning in October, putting the personal awards aside. And we've got a whole month of September to sort that kind of stuff out. But a Ronald with a two-hit game. Michael Harris, the second, back in the nine spot with Ozzie Albies back off the IL. Ozzie with a couple of hits, two for five in this game. Uh, Michael Harris, though, three for five, had a stolen base, his 20th of the year. So he continues to put together a very good season. You know, you talk about what exactly it was that had gone on so well for Marcelo Zuna over the last, what, four months now? Well, now you can look at what has been going on with Michael Harris II, which has really been about a two-month span, or actually almost three months, because he started hitting in the first week of June. So a very nice job by Harris to continue just finding his way on base to set the table for the top of the order. Uh, three for five in this one. Ozzy Albies, two for five. Austin Riley, two for five, scored a run. Eddie Rosario had a triple and came around and scored a run. And Sean Murphy was one for four with a run batted in. Nice day up and down for the Braves lineup in terms of the base hits. But 12 men left on base. A little bit of base running that didn't work out for the Braves. And Orlando Arcia got thrown out at home plate. Uh, just one of those days where Atlanta wasn't able to find the big hits to cash in a bunch of runs but they got enough to get the job done. Three to one, the final score, large part, tip of the cap to Charlie Morton and three relievers for the Braves who were able to do their thing. Uh, Braves have now won 12 out of the 13 games against Colorado this year. They can sweep the series here on Wednesday in Colorado. They can also sweep the season series with a win on Wednesday and make it 13 out of 14 in the recent meetings between these two clubs. The Braves, as they say, have had the Rockies number most certainly in this head-to-head -head matchup the last couple of years. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about Game 3 on Wednesday, which has the Braves sending out a young pitcher to make his major league debut, so that should be pretty exciting. Before we get to that, though, want to tell you about one of our great sponsors of this show. Yes, this episode of the Braves Postcast is brought to you by Sleeper. If you want the chance to win more money with less picks, 
head to sleeper where you can win up to a hundred times your money in just two or, or with just two or more fantasy baseball picks. Sleeper is now offering up to a 100 time payout for eight pick contests. Choose as many as eight players that you like. Pick the more or less on your favorite baseball stats, home runs, strikeouts, hits, whatever you like. That's what you can pick. Use the promo code locked on. You get up to a hundred dollar match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. Check out the Braves and Rockies on Wednesday as they'll battle it out in the finale of this three-game set. It will be Darius Vines on the mound for Atlanta, just called up from AAA Gwinnett. This will be his major league debut as he gets to start against Kyle Freeland, the lefty for Colorado. It's game three of this series, a Wednesday night affair, 8.40 p.m., the first pitch at Coors Field. Darius Vines was a... Uh, I think a standout right-hander who has gotten some attention in the Braves farm system ranks here over the last couple of years and pitching some pretty good ball in AAA Gwinnett. He's 25 years of age, 2-2, two and two, a 286 ERA in his five starts there, 28 and a third innings, 11 walks, 25 strikeouts for Vines, who is going to get a chance to help out the Braves in their rotation and their efforts to, I think, reset, obviously, before you get to the Los Angeles series, which is coming up. Uh, on Thursday as the Braves and Dodgers begin their four-game set. And Atlanta, I think, is going to continue to use some of these guys, whether it's Alan Winans, whether it's Darius Vines, Jared Schuster, Dylan Dodd, Michael Soroka, I think. They're all in play. A.J. Smith-Shawver, most certainly. And then, you know, you're looking to get Kyle Wright back in this mix at some point. So Atlanta will have the opportunity to kind of rest some of these starters down the stretch, reset their rotation as they need to. And perhaps once they wrap up the East, and depending on where it stands with the best overall record, the Braves will be able to use a little bit of this depth and continue to try to win ball games down the stretch because uh, last I checked, they had the best offense in baseball, and that, I think, allows you to do that. They haven't had a lot of stability out of the fifth starter spot. There's no way around that. It hasn't been what the Braves have wanted it to be all year long, but somehow it has worked just well enough, particularly when you've had guys like Charlie Morton did on Tuesday, like Bryce Elder did on Monday, Spencer Strider, and, of course, having Max Fried back in the rotation now. Atlanta's got four spots pretty locked up, Looks pretty good, and I think they can figure it out every fifth or sixth day, depending on which minor league arms they want to use. But game three of the series, it comes your way from Coors Field on Wednesday. Darius Vines making his major league debut. Kyle Freeland, the lefty, will be on the mound for Colorado. He's 5-13 and 13 with an ERA of 5 on the year. That's a very Colorado ERA. And as you know, the Rockies at 49-83 and 83 have not been able to put it together behind Freeland, who was a pretty good pitcher a few years ago, but has kind of fallen on hard times or at least having a tough season for the Rockies in 2023. Should be exciting to watch Darius Vines on his major league debut. First pitch of this game set for 8.40 p.m. Eastern time at Coors Field. That'll wrap us up here on the Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube. Click that bell. You'll get notified every time we drop a new episode. Leave us a like, leave us a comment, share it with a friend. We appreciate that. And make sure you subscribe to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcast. Once again, the Braves with a 3-1 win over the Colorado Rockies Tuesday at Coors Field. They'll go for the sweep on Wednesday. And we will catch you after that. I'm Grant McCauley. We will talk to you tomorrow. And until then, so long. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. DC Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked on Yankees. Locked on Mariners. Locked on Mets. Locked on Angels. And you're listening to Locked on Braves. Locked on Braves. Locked on Braves. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. 